0: G'day! So today I want to talk about momentum and bodybuilding. There's actually a couple different meanings of the word momentum, so I actually want to talk about uh, both of the relevant ones that I know of. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about momentum, and the reason that I thought of talking about this actually comes from the fact that today while working out, I saw a young guy, skinny guy, uh, basically heaving his weights around in the gym with uh, using momentum, using, uh, basically swinging his body around, and I... I'm not somebody to go up and correct somebody. but And quite frankly, uh, that's a good way to make a fool of yourself because I don't know what his goals are. Um, maybe his goals are to hurt himself. Right? I don't know. It's not really my place to go and interfere unsolicited. I just simply don't like when people do that anyway. But the bottom line is, uh, if he's trying to not be skinny anymore, build some muscle, probably his form was not what it maybe should be. Uh, now, there's an argument to be made that uh, using momentum might help with pure strength and and um, strength, sort of more s- systemic strength. Um, also, uh, momentum can actually have a place, I think, in hypertrophy training and in somewhat in a somewhat limited type capacity where um, and that's generally speaking when you're going to be using really slow negatives so you need a little bit of momentum to get the the weight up but then you're going to focus on using a nice slow controlled uh, eccentric or or negative part of the movement and that way you're training Uh, it's a a way to get overload in the muscle basically because you're using negative uh, the negative part of the movement to do something to move a weight, to control a weight that you wouldn't have been able to have properly lifted up. And, and I am a firm believer in negative repetitions and, and um, using, using negative uh, reps in a very safe way. Uh, that's not what this lad was doing. He was just kind of swinging the weight up and then letting it fall down. <laughs> Um, which probably won't accomplish much other than, I'm, I'm sure there's a metabolic benefit there. So, I mean, it might help him get skinnier still. Um, like I say, I, I have no idea what this guy or anyone else who trains that way is doing, um, and that's their business. So, and this form of momentum, I think, um, in the interest of building muscle, most times isn't what you wanna do. Um, normally what you want to do is you want to put a specific muscle under stress so in order to do that you need to make it uh, momentarily harder on the working muscle and you do that by um, by taking momentum out of it by taking the other muscle groups out of it that assist and make it easier because then you're not going to directly stimulate that muscle so but as I was thinking about this word momentum, it, it occurred to me that in this series, it's, it's often uh, quite philosophical, and, and then there's the idea of momentum, which is quite similar, funny enough, to my last couple episodes, where the, the idea of having momentum and rolling with it, having, when you get a taste of success, and that, you, you feed on that, and that breeds more and more and more success. Um, so in that way that form of momentum I think is probably a good thing at virtually any stage of your training and also regardless of your goals whether it's building muscle the burning fat um, building strength whatever your physical goals happen to be having some momentum behind you is a very helpful thing and as I've been talking about sometimes that momentum uh, when you plateau, simply isn't there. Or, say, when you're just finishing a contest and, um, and you've, you've peaked for, for this specific event, um, and now suddenly momentum doesn't exist. Uh, that's a really tough spot to be in. Um, I watched... Uh, sorry, I, uh, um, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and I talked about it a lot in my last couple episodes. Um, I was listening to a audiobook called The Daily Stoic, and a lot of things jumped out at me, but, but one specifically that kind of relates to all of this. Uh Now, they talk about a lot of different philosophers in this book, and uh, specifically uh, Aurelius, who is, man, uh, the more I, I learn about this guy, the more he amazes me, um, uh, who is the other one's Apetitus. Uh, and um, uh, Sene- Seneca, who Seneca, who I, I don't know a heck of a lot about um, but I expect I'll be <laughs> learning more in the days to come. Uh, I'm focused right now on Aurelius. And now one of them said, I, I, well, because it's an audiobook, I don't know specifically all the time if this is an excerpt from one of these guys or some of the authors added in, but there was one statement that jumped out. And I think this was actually the authors who said it was, they said, watch the wise. It's a very simple idea, and they were talking about it in the context, I I think, if I remember right, of making yourself a mantra, so making yourself just something, a, a small little pithy thing you can lean on a little bit, and actually, it occurred to me, I had one several years ago that Tom Venuto inspired, and that was something along the lines of, make it a must, so in tell yourself you must accomplish something. And I wrote the word must everywhere. I, I engraved it on a bracelet. I tried to put it everywhere I could think of the word must. And the idea behind that being that when you tell yourself you must accomplish something as opposed to um, I, I should or I maybe want to or I, I I'd like to. It's more firm. It's a more firm commitment in your mind. Now, that being said, that I I understand now, of course, and I understood back then too, that that, that can go both ways. So the idea of making something must, it, it can actually hurt you if it's not applied properly, but that's, that's a whole other topic. So this mantra that stood out to me was watch the wise and three words, and it's so powerful and it's powerful in, in the Uh, on multiple levels. I think it's powerful on on the first level, which is simply observe what the best in the business are doing. And in the idea of momentum, while the best in the business, first of all, in terms of like swinging your body and that type of momentum, they don't do it. They lock down, they isolate their muscles. uh, And and sometimes because of that, they're not lifting extraordinarily heavy weights, um, but they're they're causing their specific muscles to work and they feel it and they know their body. Um, momentum in the other way. Well, again, if we look at the wise, the ones who tend to always have some kind of momentum, some kind of drive behind them, that's so inspiring. So inspiring to see anybody who has purpose in their life. Um, so so there's, there's that aspect of it. Then watch the wise. Well, that also suggests if you're watching the wise and you're learning from the wise, it also requires a level of humility. And I've talked about this many, many times. I think having humility, being teachable, that's so undervalued. And and in this world where we all like to feel like we're experts, we all like to demonstrate how smart we are, you know, on, on social media and things and, and in the stupid fucking arguments we get in with people, um, we often... Forget to be teachable, and we forget to. This is one of the things Jordan Peterson said. One of the very first things in his book that jumped out at me. Uh, he, he one of his chapters is called. I'll see if I got this right. It's um, treat the other person, like they know something you don't. That's it's along those lines. The idea being, walk into conversations, with the mindset of learning something from someone else. Not the mindset of, I have something to say and I'm going to, I'm determined to say it. Those aren't meaningful conversations. Uh, meaningful conversations for me are ones where I come out and I feel I've grown as a person. And you can't grow if you're not accepting new information. And it's it's a big hurdle, especially... Um, I mean, one of the laws of rhetoric, I'm not a big fan of, of debate. I'll just put that out there. I think the 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 idea of winning points via language basically inspires people to be manipulative with their words. But that being said, if you look at the history of it, and through, uh, I think Aristotle pointed out that, you know, you've got, um, what is it, ethos and legos and something else, basically using logic and um emotion and but the most important way that you can convince anyone of anything is uh, by your character by being likable and um, uh, unfortunately if we don't like somebody this is a truism if we don't like somebody we're not going to listen to anything they say uh, which is a shame because we, there's opportunity for growth that's just passing us by this happens to me it happens to it's it's more obvious when it's happening to someone else when we're trying to offer somebody some good advice and they give you the finger or whatever or just ignore you simply because they don't like you they won't hear what you have to say even though you know you have the information that they need um so this idea of watch the wise you know and and the, the fact is sometimes we don't know the source of that wisdom. Sometimes it's very counterintuitive. So, um, anyway, that, that's all I had to say today on, uh, on, on momentum. So hopefully this has been, uh, somewhat interesting.